0: I want to give you a startling statistic statistic that I ran across the other day, that that really caught my guard and uh, caught me off guard and really got my attention on how important fathers are to their to their children, to their houses, and to the church in general. These researchers had just came out with this uh, this. this this issue and said something very, very interesting to me that if let's just take your, take your typical family. If you have a, if you have family with a father, mother and children, if, if somebody in the church were to reach a child and that child would be saved, that child would come to the Lord and know God as a Savior, and and be be strong in the Lord. There is a three point five percent chance that that child will be able to win his or her entire house. Three point five percent chance. If if there is a. Uh, and then let's say the church reaches mama. Let's say they, they reach, uh, they pray, and, and she receives Jesus as her Lord and Savior, and then they, they, we, we pray for them. There is a 17.5% chance that the entire house will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then, however, if the church would somehow be able to reach the Father, if they can reach the father and the father receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, there is a ninety-three percent chance that the entire house will be saved—ninety-three, mother and children. Why does this work this way? I I don't know, but that's that's the way life. That's the way God has designed it. Still there? Okay. That's the way God has designed the way we make up. That is the influence of the Father. If, a fa- if the church, and I started praying about this, I mean, I literally just ran across the statistics probably two weeks ago and, uh, and have just ran down the back uh, research to make certain it's a, it's a legitimate statistic. And when I found out that it was, I started really begin to pray, Lord Jesus, If we want to have an outreach ministry at this church, where am I going to need to be targeting? You you understand what I'm saying? I I need to go after dads because if I can go after dads, I can reach a whole lot of people that way. i not, not that I don't love children because, but because I love children, if I get the dad, I'll get the kids. If I, if I because I love the, the the you know I not that I don't love reaching women for Jesus but it tells me that if I can reach dad I can get mama and the kids. This 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 powerful thing and this is not discount single parents at all. I don't don't misunderstand me at all. That's a totally different statistic and a totally different dynamic. We're talking about mother father children. That's all we're talking about. When you understand that the, when this, this precedence is in the, the lives of people and, and that God has designed a home and has given this, this authority, this, this fatherly head of the household type authority to the house. And not as a ruler over it, not as some kind of a, a, a dictator. This is follow me as I follow God type of thing. This is, I'm walking with God, I'm living for the Lord, I'm talking with the Lord and like Joshua, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I heard this week something very powerful about Joshua's statement where Joshua said that at the end of his life, towards the end of right before he was about ready to die and it was almost as if he was speaking prophetically over his home saying that I wholly follow the Lord God and I completely depend upon the reality that because I follow God, my house is going to follow the Lord as well. This, this priority of this. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to this. Obviously, there are, there are uh, uh, ideas that this, it doesn't always work this way. Some of you all came to Christ and, and your father was not saved. Your, your, your father was not. That the, you are exceptions. But what we're saying is that by and large, by a rule, if the father if we can get dad saved and get dad plugged in to following christ then children are going to walk beside and this 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 powerful truth that that god has shown me had had spoke to my heart this this powerful truth has got has arrested me because now i'm thinking you know what we need to figure something out about men's ministry That should have been an amen, because that's an amen moment. We need to look at something. How can we actively reach the fathers of Franklin County? I tell you, if we can reach the fathers of Franklin County, we can solve a lot of our troubles in our schools. We can solve a lot of our troubles in our environment. We can solve a lot of troubles if we can reach the fathers of Franklin County. Now listen to me, you're all here, so I'm not really preaching against you or anything like that. I mean, praise God, I'm happy you're here. But what I'm saying is, is that we need to pray and we need to focus on our community and asking God. God, give us insight. God, give us what. What can we do to to reach people for Jesus Christ? What can we do that will change and challenge our our community and to cause us to grow stronger as as, as a people, as a community. I tell you the, the the reality is is that you know the, the our community is, is as Brother Scott I think and I are talking about one time it's it's rotting from the inside some in some places and the problem that we're seeing is this epidemic of drug addiction and and all of the things around us that we're seeing it impacting the children and you're seeing it impact and, and if we're not careful it's going to go generational it's not just going to be just this generation it's going to be the next generation and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and I, I can tell you my entire life i never knew what what it's, what meth smelled like cooking never never did never did until i moved here i smelled it last night when i pulled in from camp meeting when you pull in you can smell it it's around here somewhere someone is cooking it i was like listen just i'm turning into a police dog you just let me know i'll sniff it out for you I can tell you where it is. Why? Because I didn't realize it until they busted that drug house right, right down there kind of corner from us and pulled out 13 people cooking meth over here. Then I was like, oh, that's what that smell is. I'd, heard, I'd smelled it so many times. I was like, that's what that is. The reality, the reality is, is that we have to change the aroma of Franklin County. We need to get to a place. I, I mean, some of y'all talk about the, the oysters and things, the aroma. Listen, I'll take oyster aroma all day long. We need to get to a place. Where we are focused on being the, the frankincense, so to speak, the fragrance of Jesus Christ around here. So that so that when people drive by, they say they must be cooking up some kind of worship in that church over there. I can smell something in the atmosphere and I I know what's going on. I drove by the church and boy, it's hopping over there in that place today. We, we've got to get to a place where we, we recognize that the greatest daddy we have is our father in heaven. And he's got a plan for you and a purpose for your life. And we've got to get ready to the, accept and receive the gift that God has for us. But we must... Be ready to do the work of ministry. We must be ready to to follow him and do what he says. I want to. I want to be strong in the Lord. You know. You know. I kind of. You, you know what we have today? We've got these air fresheners that we you put around everywhere. You put air fresheners here and there. And and it, the, the 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 thought process behind the air freshener is that it's supposed to overwhelm whatever foul thing is in the air you know if you come in here and it's like you smell a little stale so you plug in one of them things or you grab some Lysol you grab and you're going around spraying why you didn't do it you didn't get rid of the foul thing you're just covering up what 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 was there listen I want to tell you something very powerful that that we have a fragrance that's coming out from God that not only covers up the foul thing it removes it from the place that when that, that when after the worship is over and the fragrance has been, been been manifested around here. You can't smell it anymore. The, 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 the odor, the evil, the wickedness is, is gone from the presence. It's, it, it's like the blood of Jesus begins to saturate the heavenlies and begins to pull out all of the wicked and the trial and the struggle and it literally opens up the windows of heaven and the fragrance of the glory of God begins to blow through the valley and blow through the place of God and flow through the county here. This is what we are after. We are after God to change the atmosphere in this place. We are after God to, to show up and to be the, the, this, this, This glorious transition from death to life from wickedness and bound by chains and grow into something glorious that God has designed and I believe what I'm asking for today on this Father's Day is God send a harvest of daddies God send a harvest of fathers if we could win 10 daddies this next year from this Father's Day to next Father's Day I don't mean 10 other people churches daddies don't be going after somebody else. I'm talking about somebody that is lost as lost as all get out. Never found, never been in church. Never knew what church was about. Maybe maybe as a child, but in their adult life, never knew anything about God. But if you get them, if you can find 10, I guarantee you you'll probably have at least, according to these statistics, 9 out of 10 families in Father's Day this time next year. Why? Because that's the way God works in a situation. He just must Multiplies when dads go after God, when the people of God start going after the fathers, and it transitions and changes the atmosphere of an environment. Listen, if you got every dad on this street, Avenue A right now to be a lookout for their for their neighborhood, it would change the entire neighborhood right down through here. Why? Because there's something about it. If you had dads walking up and down this street, praying over their homes, praying over this place, praying over around them, you you can you see in some places. When I let, let me give you an example. When I was a kid, when we drive up into my grandparents' place, my grandparents owned several acres in a farm, and and we drove in one day. My mom, and my mom's parents, and we drive into the, the the driveway and go up to the house. You could feel the presence of the Lord. In the place. It wasn't like church service on Sunday morning presence of God. It was a peace why because you knew somebody had been on this property praying somebody had had talked to the lord somebody had talked to god there are times that you if you've ever know what i'm talking about if you've ever been lost and you've ever and you grew up in a christian home when you came back there was a peace that came on you because you knew where you had just showed up on it wasn't a conviction it was it was just man it's so good to be in a place where terror is not in my mind where trouble is not around me you see this this atmosphere is controlled by, by the prayers of the mothers and fathers that we believe God for it. You see, the, I was explaining to my son several a few months ago. I said to him that listen, right now you're, you're in my house and because you're in my house and because I know God and I pray and I seek the Lord, you live favored. You live blessed. But one day you're going to have your own house. And if you won't, and if you if I don't teach you how to know how to get to the presence of the Lord, I'm not perpetuating my my dynasty, so to speak, of my family. You say, why do you use the word dynasty? Because don't you know that you are kings and priests after the Lord most high? You may, you've gotta you gotta pass this thing along my friend. This isn't just going to show up. you got to teach your children how to know to call on the name of the Lord. How to know when bills just are piling up and troubles all the way around you. And you got to teach them to know that you can pray it into your house. And you can believe God. It may come by this way. A fish may show up and spit out a coin. But God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. That's mothers and fathers. That's everybody. You've got to get to a place where you, you we are teaching our children how to, bring, how to cry out to Lord and you want favor in your home and you want blessings in your home, do the, the organize your home the way God wants it to be organized. Teach your children how to call upon the name of the Lord. It's kind of like trying to build a house without using the blueprints. You have all the equipment and you have all the tools and some of y'all are better builders than others of us and we could get something together but listen if you had the blueprints it's a whole lot easier to build your house we got to stop trying to build homes around here and doing it the way we think is best it's been written down two thousand years ago how to make your life blessed how to bless coming in and bless going out how to walk in favor and not be bound by things of this world how to live in a life of of expectancy and knowing that no matter what may come my way jesus is beside me how to know that he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way he's going to show up and deliver me when I don't deserve it and did not earn it. Why? Because I built my foundation according to the blueprint according to what God put in my life and I know that I know that he's going to show up. Amen. This is, this is where we are as, as dads. Let me give you a word of scripture. I was going to preach on the prodigal son sister Denise I apologize because I ain't preaching on the prodigal son. <laughs> she's like gun done gave up and walked away from the key or the she's like, He ain't there, I'm going. <laughs> she's sitting up there next to it. The uh First Corinthians chapter 14. My wife and I we's we switched our verses from camp meeting. I told you about last week. I was so nervous. I they gave me these little little tiny little bottles of water. I'm like, what in the world? I've only got two minutes. I need about nine of these. I'm so scared. There 2,000 people standing there, and I'm supposed to pray. And I'm like, I need about a good case of them waters right there. I'm putting them down, and by the time I'm done, I'm like, Lord, I've got to use the restroom, and this man is taking forever preaching. And now you're all the way up front, and you can't move. So I don't know what that altar call was like, but it was good. It was all right. Listen, if you can't be funny in the house of the Lord, what are you going to do? Just be human. And I, I mean, that's, I was good. After, after it was over with, we had church, but I was a nervous wreck. But here's a word of the word that God gave my wife and I. In 1 Corinthians fourteen twelve. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Now listen, this word for edification, thank you sister, this word for edification means build up. The Holy Spirit spoke to me, and this is this what he said, he said, ne- you need to stop coming to church trying to get something from me. This is what he's telling me. You need to start coming to church with the intention of building up. The church. Now what did did God mean by that? I need to come in here and I'm going to praise and my praise is going to be the stone that helps build up this church. That I'm coming to contribute my worship. I'm coming to contribute my praise. I'm coming to contribute my spiritual gifts. I'm coming to contribute and build up the church, the edification of the church. I've come to get into a place where excellence is the manifestation around here that 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 you you you're not excelling when you are just pulling away when you're just It's taking and and consuming consistently. And excellence is when you can build something. When you can put something together. When you come in. I mean, listen. I'm not trying to pull you out, Brother Register, uh, uh, this whole row here. But they've been through a horrible year. Mm. To be in God's house this morning. They're building something with their statement. Just sitting there building something. They're contributing God is still in control of my life. God is still first in my life. I know the enemy has been coming. I know it's been rough. And I know you've gone through trouble. But I've come to build something today. i come to pass on a dynasty today. I've come to give it to the next generation. And a generation after that, I've come to edify the house of God. And to build up the place of God. So that my children's children will know the name of God. You might be zealous for a lot of things but listen, God wants you to be zealous to build his church and to build it up to a place that all heaven looks down and sees what glorious thing you are doing here and he is blessing that and and praising the praise that we give up goes into the house of God and it goes into the very temple of the throne room of heaven. This glorious moment of your worship as you Build up the house of God. As you come to participate and to give, you say, listen, I've been through it. I've had a horrible time. I've been through trouble. I've lost this and I've gone through that. But I'm here to tell you the enemy did not take away my praise and he did not take away my joy and he did not take away what I'm here. Maybe your job is giving you fits this week. You need to come and build something for the house of God and watch what God will do. As he pours out his presence over your family. Oh, it's it's glorious to know that God's presence is going to be in church. Listen, there are times that you need to come in here and be healed. There are times that you need to come in here and you're broken, you're down, you're out, you're lost, you're undone, and you need to come and be healed. I'm not gonna lose that. My name's on this itinerary for a camp meeting. I've never been on an itinerary for camp meeting before. Don't need Bailey. Come over here and throw that away. Y'all. But the reality is, in life, what you face, you got to realize sometimes God it will, will show up in unexpected places And he'll show up in areas that when you are, when you need him the most and you give that praise and you don't know why, but you're just going to build up the house of God today. You're not building up God. You're not adding anything to the Lord. You're, you're, you're not doing anything to God. God self-existent. He doesn't need our praise. But when you praise, you're building up the house of God. You know, you know, we might have buildings here with blocks on them and bricks around here, but we have a spiritual house here. And when you come in here, and you 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 bring all of your praise to the Lord. And and the enemy says, tries to get you to stop. He tries to get you to don't lift it up. Don't give it. Don't praise. He, he tells you, you've had you 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 your your week has been rough. You you can sit there. It's all right. You're just doing good to be here. You're doing okay. But listen, if you would praise the Lord. In the midst of what you're going on, what in the midst of your pain, in the midst of what's happening, dads, listen to me. Let your children see you. Praise the Lord. Let your children learn from you. Let your children watch you as you stand in the midst of the trial of that you're facing of your life. That I know that I know that it's it's hard and I know sometimes you don't know what you're going to do. But if you stand there and praise the Lord, it will change the atmosphere of your house. It will change the atmosphere of the church. It will change the atmosphere of your neighborhood when you start focusing on building up the house of God. Excellence is that thing that comes to the house when everything is put decently in order. Listen, we, we, we sometimes tolerate all these other issues in our life. God's wanting me to tell you this morning, stop tolerating these things. Stop tolerating things that are cluttering your life. I'm being convicted over the condition of my office right now. It's pretty much a mess. I've been in and out of it so much. But we've got to stop tolerating the clutter of this world and start putting things in the order that it needs to be in. And start putting things into place because when you walk into a situation and you walk into a church and everything's done decently in order and everything is built up and every part does, every piece does its part and every every block is in the right place and everything is, is in the exact place that God has intended it to be. I guarantee you somebody's going to walk out of this. Somebody hurting. Somebody in pain's going to walk out of there encountering the holy one of israel when we when we come here you see mm, when you come here and you say well today I, i'm not hurting today i'm not i'm not feeling it i'm not i'm not in need of anything i just came to give so when you come to give there may be somebody that god brought that is hurting that is in need. And you, you're not going to heal them. God is, but you can participate by bringing your faith, by bringing your effort, by bringing your intention to build this place up according to the blueprint that God has designed and to build it up and watch what God will do when we trust Him. I mean when we are worshiping the Lord and we're coming to God and we're believing the Lord then, then then somebody will get out of their pew and somebody will come to the altar. No it wasn't the worship that did it but it was God that was worshipped is going to do it and when they get here you, know, you don't know what, what miracles are getting ready to be poured out that could have been poured out even uh, services gone by had we come ready to build up the house house of God when we come in here and it's not just here it's not just the the the, the prompters it's not just the, these listen the, when the what, the greatest understanding of worship is this is that God is the audience God is the audience the worship team they're the prompters on the other side giving you your line. You ever seen a play where the kids forgot their line? All right, Johnny, it's this, 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 this. That's all this is. They're not the stage. You are. You're on stage when you walk in here. You're on stage when you come into the house. Why? Because Jesus is sitting in the audience and they said you just you said this is my day okay let's watch let's 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 make it my day and so he comes and sits and then when the prompters start prompting you and the musicians start playing and the singer starts singing and they and you start feeling something in your foot and you start feeling something in your hand and you start contributing and you start building up then God starts watching look look at that devil you, you've been accusing them all week now watch them as they begin to the praise look at them Satan you've been burying them under condemnation all week long but watch how they lift their head up to me when the prompting when the music starts watch they still belong to me and then that's when Jesus stands up the Bible says and the power of the Holy Spirit comes down and the presence of the Lord is filled with the glory of God and then the miraculous can start taking place because somebody came to give God praise. Amen. Amen. I pray this morning fathers I pray that you hear me you love to build things, put things back together, fix things. It's the nature of men to do that. Ask any wife. We don't give it. Well, wives are like, we don't want you to solve our problems. Well, that's all I know how to do. If you don't want me to solve a problem, it's hard for me to sit there and listen. <laughs> that's what they need from us anyway, just to listen. But it's wired in our mentality. We want to fix it. Well, let me tell you what to do on your job, baby. I'll tell you. You need to go to that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? She don't want you to tell her that. She just wants you to listen to all the things. But it's wired inside of you. That, men, it's you're wired to want to fix it or build or create. Why? You're created in the image of your Father. And let me tell you, the best fix feel the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, brother, come to the piano. The best fix you can fix your family with is to come in here and to build God's house with your praise. Oh, when your baby starts seeing daddy's arms go up and the tears come down, When they start seeing you broken, and they start seeing you praising the Lord who has pulled you out, who has lifted you up, and you're here to give him, you're here to build something. I'm telling you, your children will fall in love with that God, and they will follow him the rest of their lives. And it's a dynasty that's going to continue on and on and on. And I tell you, we need to start living like we are kings again. And stop trying to act like the, we're beaten up by the world. Listen, we don't take what the world tells me is the last word. and I mean, I grew up listening to crazy people talk, saying something like, "Whose report are you going to believe?" And we shall we believe the report of the Lord Then why we would we, we listen to words and we 'd hear people talking about how trouble they've gone through, and somebody'd say, "But whose report are you going to believe The, the, the doctor comes in and gives you the diagnosis, but whose report?" Are you going to believe the the newspapers and the online news give you the, the report? But whose reports are you going to believe? And their response is, we shall believe the report of the Lord. Jesus has the last word over your children. Jesus has the last word over your house. We shall believe the report of the Lord this morning. Go ahead, praise the Lord in this place. Christianity is dying in America. Is dying rapidly. Faster than we like to admit. We are We are in a process of revitalization in the church of God. 90% of our churches are under 80 people. 90% in America. I'm sitting in a room this week under meetings, and God is opening up different processes and things from what I'm seeing. And they want, they want some of us to be coaches to churches. And I'm being, and we're going through the lectures and going through the tr- the, 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 the school things. And we're communicating about the church and the need of America and the trouble that Americans are facing. And the, you'll see this word in just about everything around us revitalization, revitalization. And he, we need the churches to be life, new life to come in them. And I was talking to one of the guys that was presented, and they were talking about the life cycle of a church. It's a common thing. Life cycle of church means like this. Usually there's a church that's born, planted, it grows. Then after a period of time, it reaches its climax. And then it goes down the decline and you know you're in decline when all you're talking about is yesterday rather than today or tomorrow. And you're in decline. And eventually is death. Church will die. And I told him, I said, and I came up to him privately. And I said, listen. I said, that's not biblical. I said, that's, that's not scriptural. I said, churches don't die. I said, visions die. I said, the vision of the house had reached its fulfillment, and then the people went on to other visions, and it caused fracturing, and that's why the church didn't grow. It died off. I said, what the church needs is a fresh vision, and if you can put the fresh vision at this point, then... Revitalization kicks up because people are no longer looking behind them. They're starting to look in front of them. Without a vision, the people perish. And when they start looking forward to what God is able to do, and it's something that I've been working on you for the last several, the last two or three years, as I'm five years here. I started doing this about two three, or two, three years ago to get your vision, not on where we've been. It's obvious where we've been because we've got a big old church here. But to focus on where we're going. Remember that day I told you about your grandbabies? Add 10 years to your life. Brother D. Witt and I were talking about this. Add 10 years, where are you going to be? Where, what's your age? Where, where are you going to be? You're not... You're here. Mm, Daddy, you're already saved. You're already in church. My vision is for your great-grandbaby. My vision is for the one that you don't you don't even know about. My visions down the road here. We got to build something that's going to go another 72 years. That we're not looking behind us anymore. But we got grandkids coming. And we got great grandkids coming. And if the Lord should tarry, great great grandkids coming. And this place shall not die, but live. Why? Because of the vision of God. There is no church that has to die. There is, why? Because we are immortal. We are part of the kingdom of God. And there is no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. But it's when we take our eyes off Jesus Christ and start looking at what he did rather than what he's going to do, then we will falter and fail. Just like Peter will sink down into the water. But if we fix our eyes on the face of Jesus one more time, I I want to see a church built here where your grandchildren's grandchildren will know the Lord God Almighty and the power of God will reign in this place. Amen. Do not think that you're here just for today. You're building for tomorrow. When you come into this room and your kids know you've had a rough week. They've watched you angry, daddy. They've watched you frustrated. And then they watch you as you come into this place. They watch you broken. They watch you. They're watching you every day. But then you put that hand up. And you put that block on top of that wall. And you say, this is my praise, God. Your grandchildren feel it even though they're not even born because the vision you just built has now created the atmosphere for their salvation as somebody, praise God, in the midst of their life. I dare you today to stand up and let's put our blocks up on the wall today. Stand up over this place. Let's praise God in this place. Let's give God glory for His goodness, for His mercy, for His presence that He has called us, that He has delivered us, that He has set us free that we are not doing this for today we're doing it for years and years to come as jesus should tarry and let's believe god for the extraordinary work of the grace of jesus christ and the mercy of the lord and let's believe god for the eradication of drugs around here let's believe god for the power of god to fill this valley to fill this area to fill this bay one more time before we leave here. Oh. Some of you old timers. You've been around. You've seen the glory. This is what God's speaking to my soul. Like Samson. Let's put our hands on those pillars. And one more time. Teach that generation to push with all their might. Teach the next generation to push. Push. With everything that's inside of you, with every last breath that you have, Daddy, push, push push into the presence of God push down the strongholds over your house, push down the strongholds over the place the enemy has come in, the Philistines are making mockery of Franklin County, but I'm here to tell you there is enough men in this room right now to change the destiny of the entire county and the entire nation as the fire of God could spill out over this place, hear me today give everything to the Lord and watch God Do the mighty thing this morning. I want to pray for you before we get down here. Let me believe God. Father in the name of Jesus. In the name of the one that I pray to. In the name of the one. Who deserves all praise. Who has conquered kingdoms. Who knows the rise and fall of days. Who knows the Destination of men and women who knows all. You know our hearts. You know our souls. You know where we are. This world li- hangs on your hand, on your very breath. It moves and has its being because you desire it to be here. Every star in the sky radiates from the fire of an unknown fire unknown force that you birthed in creation Lord long ancient ago Lord your very power Lord is in this place and God that same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that's in this room right now to raise a county from the dead to raise families from the dead to raise nations from the dead this same power is here Lord, you've given us the opportunity to participate in the building up of your church. Lord, this morning, I pray for the fresh fire to fall over us. Take our offering today, like Mount Carmel, and let the fire of heaven fall down in this room this this morning. Jesus, we need you. I need you. Church needs you. Franklin County needs you. Florida needs you. America needs you, Jesus. And Lord, we pray, we push against the forces of wickedness and all these things around us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling.